Welcome to the ICBC Roundtable Podcast, brought to you each time you push play. You're going to be listening to three guys you might just want to listen to. First off, author, educator, and ICBC senior pastor, Cody Hale. Next is ICBC worship and discipleship pastor, hailing from Chulapinny, Alabama, Andrew Nunnerly. And finally, our host and everyone's best friend, ICBC student and outreach pastor, John the Beard Blatton. And we are back. Finally. I, yes. I'm, yes. We've been trying. I feel like I'm going to do John the... John wants uh, to give up on the podcast. I don't want to give up on the I podcast. It's just, we're so much, we're so busy. It's just, uh, it's insane. I've been sleeping. In other yeah. words, th- that's kind of a humble brag. He's it's basically what I'm saying. We're such a big deal. We don't have time for you all. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> not, big deal. Okay. Our lives are probably more important than yours. That's what I heard. Yeah, We've been yeah. traveling the world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, John's been holding down the fort. Fine wine. Holding down the fort. Oh, you were definitely invited. Feel like, feel like I was invited. Okay, I was invited. Let's get that out of the way. But I felt like I would not have... John always acts like he's not invited to the party. I probably wouldn't have had a key to my house if I would have came back. It's one so, of those things where, like, if I leave so my wife, you slept the audience. No, I'm just saying, like, it's one of those things where, like, we're in rare form today. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. It's like I have twins, and that's because they're so close in age. I think it would have been better if oh, we waited. No, no, no. I'm saying <laughs> if we would have waited, like y'all, maybe. Yeah. And uh, it's facing about helps. Yeah, I'll, like, I'll, I'll, I'll grant you that. I mean, like. They're less than a year apart. I mean, like, it's it's pretty rough. So anyway, so but no, well, we're gonna go. And we're back. <laughs> man, so uh, that was fantastic. We had on a good trip, man. It was good. I, I really, I really had to join with us. I really did. Yeah, yeah. You would have enjoyed it. I didn't miss you all that much. Uh, can we at least leave the laugh in there when people ask? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, okay. All right. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I am your host. Uh, John the Beard Blanton. To my left, we have Andrew Nunley, our worship and uh, discipleship pastor. And then to my right, <laughs> stop it. We have Cody Hill, our lead pastor. That and can be uh, here, John. we are excited. This is episode 13. I know it's been like. Lucky I don't know. 13. Yeah, I hope so. so can can we share right now with the listening audience what our intention is for regularity here? <laughs> you know, we, really said, we said every two weeks, but. Uh, We've it's, got to get back to every two weeks. That's what we're going to do. I, I think we're I'm comfortable with that. But we That's okay. Right. It just feels like a long time. So man. since we've started, we started Wednesday nights back. We started uh, Sunday night or Sunday morning connection. Meanwhile, an update. I mean, like in every every month, it just seems like we get something else that we have. to... I feel like now though we're in a place where we're going to be able to get back to biweekly. Yeah, we're just yeah. we're just we're rolling rolling all along biweekly. Well, no. So we have a uh, we have a a. Fun-filled show for you, hopefully, uh, today. Fun-filled? What are you, Mr. Rogers? Like a Chris Farley thing. That's a fun-filled show, I'll tell you that, much. It is, it Mr. is. McFeely? Uh, yes, yeah, stop it. Andrew is evidently awake. We have to do this every two weeks or we're really going to lose it. Oh, my yeah, We're never going to make it to the intro. So, I, I had a great idea. Can I share my idea with you real yes, quick? Yes, yeah, I have an idea for us to make a little bit of extra cash. I like this already. For the, for the church, not for us. But okay. like, So, you know, obviously we have to cut a lot because we the, the things we talk about sometimes can get a little out of control. No. Yes. But if you'd like to subscribe for $59 a month, <laughs> you can get the outtakes. Yeah. Yes. In other words, if you put fifty nine dollars in our swear jar, it's not swearing. We're not. We're not swearing. It's, it's outtake it. jar. We'll take outtake, outtake jar. Outtake jar. Swear. So we'll be glad to share with you those things over coffee. Yeah, we really don't cuss that much. <laughs> oh my gosh. What no, can we take? Not, what can we leave to take out now? Yeah. 
here we go. Well, I I really wanted to talk to y'all, and it's really been a couple of weeks since this has happened, but I want you guys to to hold me accountable to something. And and that is, I, I, my wife will tell you, I struggle sometimes um, with road rage. Hmm. I don't know. I was if, glad you drive your vehicle sometimes. Yeah, yes. I'm glad to know that. So, uh, yeah. So, well, I'm just saying like, in the sense, of, yeah, I was getting my oil change the other day. So you got road rage while you're getting no, no, no. I might have done a few donuts at Donna Chilton's house, but it's fine. I'm just saying that's one of the areas I've noticed growth in your life. Yes, is in the past you refused to take your vehicle anytime <laughs> we went to lunch, anytime we went anywhere. Oh, that's what it was. Was that a real thing, or is he just giving you a hard time? I think he's just. I like, I mean, John, you, John, you right now before God, is that a real every thing time we you're go better. out? To I'm eat, saying you're better. Every now. time we go out to eat, we all just gravitate towards your vehicle. That's not true. Well, it's usually several not. times it's you're just, came up in your life. Uh, can you drive today? And it's the gas. He doesn't want to spend his gas money. Okay, I, well, tell me that's not true. Okay, that's that part is true. But oh, I will no. gladly not All say right, my right. truck majority of the time. But you've grown in that. I'm saying that's one of the areas of Christian maturity that I've noticed in probably, your life. You're probably, a bit more generous with your it's gas. gas is gas, yeah. and I'm worried it's about how you're going to judge yeah. my driving. That's really what it is. Oh. I'm, I'm, it's I the gas, and I'm, I am. I'm, a little bit, not gas is the majority of it. All right, I, I will admit that it's ninety eight percent gas. Okay, give, I would say that's two percent. Two percent. No, I'd say ten percent is I'm worried about how you're going to judge my driving. You're insecure in your driving. Yes, huh. I'm probably more secure in my driving than I should be. You wait to. <laughs> we're not going to talk about I eighty. <laughs> so anyway, so I want you guys to help me hold me accountable to the road rage. Let me tell you. Let me just tell you what happened. All right, so I was on my way to, I was on my way to D Group uh, at Sneaky Pete's uh, early in the morning, and somebody pulled out in front of me. How dare they? I know, right? They were going slow. They were going forty in a what? In a in a fifty-five. Oh, that's ridiculous. Fair enough. All right, so what road was it? It was Chocolate Road, yeah. and I was I was already late, which I'm late to everything. I just admit it, right? Um, I wasn't late at the time. I was. That doesn't was bother you the way I wish it did. More late than what I would like to be. How about that? Sure. So. Anyway, so I passed the guy. I gunned it. I mean, like, I, I got mad, and I gunned around him. Well, then the guy, like, put his brights on. And this was, like, this was at night. So, I mean, like, or this was early morning, so it was still dark outside. And so now I'm blinded, and I just passed the guy, and I'm more mad about What's it. What's your blood pressure at this point? Oh, I'm... I'm through the right Yeah, yeah, I'm already red Your face is red. Yes, yeah, I'm red face. I got blotches all over me. And you're like running, a, what, like 75 at this point? Probably. Yeah. I, you know, I... I would say 65. Oh, F-250 was running. Like, <laughs> she jumped up there real quick. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was aggravated. All right, so, anyways, I, I go and I, I, I pull in the sneaky piece. Justin Moore actually happened to be there outside in the parking lot. I said, hey, uh, I, I, I just passed the guy. And then all of a sudden, here comes that truck into the sneaky piece parking lot. <laughs> She just want to crawl under a table. And I, I was like, oh my gosh. I said, Justin, I don't know if this guy's going to say something to me or not. I just need you to have my back, whatever it is. All right. And so Justin's like, yeah, I got your back, man. And so all of a sudden, he gets out of the vehicle, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I know this guy. Like, he knows my dad. You know, like, it, it, like, and I'm like, he wouldn't make eye contact with me. Like, he knew, like, it was almost like we automatically knew each other. We just, so you're saying this wasn't an ideal witnessing. No, no, this is horrible. This is, this is a bad, bad scenario when it comes to, <laughs> like, like he knows who I am. I'm a pastor. Like he, uh, he anyway. So yes, the whole Thundercat sticker kind of gives it away. Uh, by the and way, you're undeniable. The I want you to know. I know that is a that is a billboard for hey, that's John Bland. But no, every time I pass you people, I just want you to know I'm screaming out Thundercats ho every time. 
Okay. Any all my Thundercat people would, would know what I'm talking about. Okay. I'm Thunder! <laughs> Thunder! Thundercats! Ho! Every time uh, I It sounds guess. better when you do it that way. Yeah, okay, sorry. Isn't it funny how there's a direct correlation between anger and your the heaviness of your right foot? It's true. The matter you get, the faster you drive. Yeah, there's no yeah. doubt about that. Which is not safe. Anyway, so it went, it went on. This guy wouldn't make eye contact with me because I, I knew, uh, we knew each other and we knew that like he was ticked off, I was ticked off and it was one of those things where we were both at fault. I probably shouldn't have passed him, you know, blowing his doors off. You like, shouldn't have passed him he's going 15 miles under the speed. I get I that. Like I, I get that, but it was one of those things where... I feel like your conscience was too slow. Yeah, it was. Sure. It probably was. So, so much so... That I offered to buy the guy's breakfast that you're morning. Such a, uh, you're such a nice guy. <laughs> Are you serious? I offered There's, to buy... I just I can't said, do it. I said, a man, you probably don't recognize me because I have a beard now. It's, it's been a while since you've seen me, but... But you recognize that Thundercat. He goes... Like, he, goes <laughs> <laughs> he goes, oh, you're John. I said, yes, sir, I am. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah. And then uh, he said, man, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to flash my, my high beams at you whenever you pass He said me. I didn't mean to? He said he didn't mean to flash his high beams at me you whenever... I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Because um, I'm, I'm calling a lot of I'm telling you. I, 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 I know that. I was like, man, I was I was late. I probably shouldn't have passed you the way I passed you. I, you know, I apologize. And uh, I bought his breakfast. And then... So you he bought f- a guy's breakfast for cutting you off? I did. Because I, I probably the guy knew you me. Off next time I, I know. The guy knew breakfast. me. And I just... I didn't want to... I just didn't want to leave that bad impression. You it out of pure guilt. Mm, I did. That's a, that's a guilt right, So... He, I, don't, I mean, like it was a, it was a gift. So he went back to his truck and brought in. I've got it actually in my office to remind me of my road rage engines. He gave me a poster of all the SEC. Oh, games. so this is like a bearing of the hatchet. Situation. This was a bearing. Yeah, I was oh, like, okay. hey, no, I mean, no bad feelings. I passed you. You flashed me. I mean, it was just oh, with high beams. That yeah. still didn't matter. That still didn't help any. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, so I need you guys to help me. I don't want to say something so bad. Yeah, I need too. you guys to hold me accountable to... Was he driving a Honda? Suzuki. <laughs> it was Suzuki. He drives a little Suzuki Samurai, wasn't it? I know who it was. No, it wasn't him. It wasn't him. Anyway, okay. so... Oh, my gosh. So, um, I need you guys to to check on me and make sure that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do when I, when I drive. I will gladly hold you accountable. So know that every everybody that's listening to this, I have a giant Thundercat symbol on the back of my truck. Wait, I need to call it time out. We gotta have consequences. So yeah. I, it, it's seems, like a, it seems appropriate that every time that Andrew and I catch you in a, in, a, in, a, in a fit of road rage, we should get a free breakfast. Oh my god, something like that. I think that's legit. But since you bought it for the guy that cut you off, yeah. and slammed his brakes on and then put you flush with his hot beams, I, I feel like if we're in a position in which we have to bring uncomfortable confrontation. That we should get free breakfast. I think so. If you can, if you can catch me. But no. Um, so Megan oh, Moore, Megan Moore actually has called me a couple of times. Like she, uh, she called me and said, "Hey, I just saw a black truck with a Thundercat symbol." Megan back. Moore, if you see this, you let us know. This is on seventy eight. Report it. You gotta call Miss Pat, and we're gonna get a free breakfast out of it. <laughs> yeah, call Pat. <laughs> you know, everybody be calling in. I saw a black truck with a Thundercat. <laughs> it's undeniable. He'll be taking that cigar off soon. <laughs> yes, I, I probably should have had him made it a little bit smaller. You know what? I That's went. Why through. I got a plain white. Oh, you had that made. <laughs> I went made myself. Yes, I went. That's cool. Freestyle graphics, unofficially sponsored. Today. Yeah. Wow. Set me up. Okay. So my my road rage issues. I just want to air those out to the people that are listening. Uh, know that I am screaming out what Lionel screams out every time he hmm. gets the sword out. Thundercats ho as I push the gas. 
And, okay. uh, by the way, I wanted to put Ho uh, on my tag, uh, but I felt like that would not be uh, that would not be. It's not going to be well received. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that would be received well. I don't think enough people are familiar with the Thundercats. Yeah, I know, I know. Totally. But those that are would say like, "Wow, that's awesome." Because they would see the sticker and yeah, understand yeah. the tag. Yeah. Yeah. 90, 90, Both of y'all would like that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually got a shout out the other day in Jacksonville. Yeah, I, I think you said Thundercats as well. well. No, no, somebody came out here one day that uh that complimented it. It was your uh, worship friend, wasn't it? Oh yeah, John. That would make John yeah. There you go. Yeah, he's yeah. about. I think it's pretty cool. Okay. Anyway, so I have road race issues, and uh, our our pastor is going back under the knife again. You have road race issues. I have body issues. <laughs> yes. So, uh, it? No, go ahead. So, not. I don't want to. I don't want to alarm anybody. All right. This is not a life and death. This is not like even high quality of life issue like my former issues were. He's getting his foot cut off. Sure. You think walking isn't a high quality of life? <laughs> I'm, walking is important, but I don't really feel like walking is in high risk here. I read that there's like a 90-95% success rate. So <laughs> is there a, What? That's a that's 90 to 95%. That's low. Yes. That's not it. For your for your foot? Yeah. Bro, I don't I don't I would want that to be like ninety eight. I would go, I read ninety to ninety five percent. Okay, did the doctor tell you ninety ninety five? I read it online. I said that's the doctor's gonna tell you hundred percent. Oh like, or like ninety seven. But look, I feel like my chances are much higher because the guy that's operating on mine is the same guy that operated on two of Tungam Loa's. Yeah, you don't have quite the potential payroll. <laughs> so you, you, you think he's going to butcher my foot on purpose? I because think I'm not rich? I, don't, I think he's not going to give you quite as much care. I'm almost certain he will sweat less. I mean, you, you don't think he's oh, worried about my ankle? He ain't sleeping on uh, those asleep over your ankle. Yeah. So I'm having ligament reconstruction, some kind of cartilage graft or something. It's, a, it's, a, it's an old it injury. They're not taking it from your back. No, they're going to put goat meat in your right, ankle. Y'all want to know how I did it? Y'all want to know how I did it? <laughs> So there's, bad. Oh, this is a great story. There's two instances that led. To was this the scooter accident? No, this is that. This is post scooter. So okay. this is this is injuries at least 15 years old. All right, the way that it initially began Ooh, was one of mine and Megan right before one of mine and Megan's very first dates. All right, a date in which I was taking my one day to be bride to Coleman Lake for a picnic mm-hmm. with some Pops hamburgers. Rotads. Pops Sharp Burgers. God, Pops, man. How about that, right? Oh, I was picking up a second shot. I'd, I used to, at my parents' house, they had those steep steps. You remember those yes, jumps? Yes, And I'd get four or five from the bottom, yes, and I would jump. jump. Yep. Well, I landed on the side of my foot, and it wrecked my ankle. I have a question. Okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> what was the age here? <laughs> I was a solid 16, at least. Okay. Maybe I, 17. Because I, I know somebody who's almost five that does that pretty regularly. It's a lot of fun. It's a great way to travel. Right, I'm just, um, I may have been I may have been almost seventeen. I may have been seventeen. I'm sticking, yeah, my ankle swelled up so bad I had to take the uh this is the most rapid time thing I've said on this show. Mm-hmm. I, I took the the laces out of my hunting boot and wore it and that's and so I drug my foot all the way around Coleman Lake on this date with Megan with a sack full of charburgers. Yeah, I'll tell you why, because a 35-year-old Cody with a good ankle was not what was on your mind at that moment. <laughs> that is, uh, that's very true. That was not important at all. Hey, you know, I do appreciate... that pretty little brunette. Yeah, I do appreciate whenever you uh, did our wedding that you... I think you hurt your okay, ankle. So now, this, okay, that's, is that, that's, that the is. Second, that's the second... That's the second... Yeah. So second I re-injured part. this same ankle. That one was a very severe mm-hmm. tear, Okay. Well, I had a second very severe tear when I was doing helping with upward basketball at Hillcrest <laughs> Baptist Church. 
So Mil- not before a wedding. Milton Harris. And Milton Harris has had a surprising number of shout-outs on this podcast. Yes. A surprising number. Mm. Lord, maybe okay, him. so Milton and I were going to have a miniature bicycle race at oh, halftime yeah. of the upward race. Okay? So... It was not really a competition. I smoked him. I mean, uh, I mean there's quite a size difference, too. There's quite a size difference, a bit of an age difference. Yeah. Um, was, that, was that Soul Patch, Cody? Let, oh, oh, yeah. Hard, easy. Time, hardcore Soul Patch. I yeah. remember. And let's just say Milton is much better at, at driving a golf ball than he is a miniature bicycle. Sure. And so as part of that, I, what I decided to do was to pop a wheelie. <laughs> As victory Absolutely. celebration, I mean, yes. as you should, I had earned the wheelie. Yes, twenty-two year old beats fifty-five year old. Yeah, you earned I smoked it. him though. Every bit of it. We're underestimating how bad I beat him. Okay. okay. I well, there. when I went to pop the wheelie, it turns out miniature bicycles not great for wheelies. Yeah. And the uh, bike came out from under me, landed on the side of my foot again. Too much for you, huh? Oh, it snapped, and that's mm. my whole foot turned mm. black for like. So I know it was pretty swollen job. whenever you walked in. And you still never so went. at John's wedding, this was the time of John's wedding, yeah. I was wearing wearing a boot, a walking boot. So that was 11 years ago. Well, and I haven't even told y'all probably the saddest part. I don't think I ever went to the doctor. You never went. To, I know no, you did. No, you didn't because you was wearing I know you didn't. Birkenstocks? Is that, no, I was not wearing Birkenstocks. What are those? What are those? <laughs> what are they're back in. Birkenstocks. They're back in. It's okay. Birkenstocks. No, he was, he was wearing a, you a don't Dana hunting boot. Look, no. you, don't, you don't make it in Rabbit Town in okay. Birkenstocks. I remember you had a brace, but you didn't wear the brace on the wedding day. Yeah, I had those Clarks. That's what it is. Clarks. Yeah, I had those Clarks. You were wearing the break up. The Indian shoes. <laughs> Rockies. I said, my, I, the, the hunting boots were Rockies. <laughs> they really were. So, so I am going under the knife again. I hope not to be out of the pulpit. Maybe a Sunday. Maybe a Sunday. Um, but you know what? I just want to get everything fixed. I we want everything. I'm trying to. I'm trying to obtain as much metal as I, I want to be Terminator. Yeah, I really um, want to be. You're close. I'm you're getting close. There. You know, we can always wheel you up on the side of the stage. Yeah, we have a ramp. I like Hannibal Lecter. I really want to bring you in like that. Like Stephen Hawking. So when are you having the surgery? I am going to consult with Dr. Waldrop of yeah. the Andrews Sports Clinic on October 29th. Yeah, can you said the Andrews Sports Clinic. The, yeah, of course. That's a big deal. Of course. Where's that? Where's I don't know if you guys heard this. He's doing two of his hands. <laughs> oh, my God. The same guy. He's did going, he, oh, yeah, did he, did he say that when he introduced himself? Play, make it, huh? Hey, did he say that when he No, that's how I found him. I Googled him okay. to his ankle. Really? Yeah. That is the most Bama fan ever. He had a cutting edge surgery. You were in the top row. If he ever gets to play, he made it. He'll back in two weeks. Rotad. We don't have quite the uh, recovery clinics that to had access to. It yeah, so. it's true. It's also, I, mean, I found out my surgery. You'll be doing a lot of whole health. Involved. Yeah, my surgery's a bit more involved than, than his. Yeah. No, no way. No, I mean, like he had an ankle sprain. I have like broken cartilage. Yeah, he's, like he's got some twelve break. years worth of crap in his ankle. They said I have arthritis. Two was the lesson here. Two was in surgery before the game was over. His kids go to the doctor. Andrew, honestly, to his credit, he pleaded with me to go to the doctor when I heard it the first time. Yep. And pleaded with me. No, second time. Second time, yeah. And he had. That was, but I didn't know you the first time. I refused it. So I've literally spent my thirties. Sounds about right. Yeah, I've spent my thirties trying to recover from my twenties. Oh my gosh! And it wasn't that hard of a life. I think maybe you had a normal rabbit town life. It's just you didn't hey, go to. What the happened? Country. You got out of the country. Yeah, that's I just, what it was. I don't think my body. Left him. I, 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 I will acknowledge that I. 
you know how sometimes when you, you fix too much food and your eyes are bigger than your stomach kind of thing? All the no. time. Yeah. All the time. You know what I mean? No. I, I, think for, I, mean, my, I think in my case... This is in front of me. I'll eat it. My hubris is far greater than my body's durability. So you're saying your mind's telling you no, but your body's telling you yes. No, I'm yes. saying the opposite. Okay. I'm saying the opposite in my case. I'm saying in my case, my mind says, oh yeah, you can definitely pull that off. And my body's like... <laughs> That's, yes. That's, that's, that's a uh, that's country song, isn't it? Yep, country song. All right, so, well, I mean, so we've talked about... Nothing. Our, <laughs> we've talked about our road rage, road rage issues, and we've talked about, of course, our busted ankles. And, and and really, you kind of made a reference to it, you know, if you if you would have just listened to Andrew it's true. early on in your life, maybe you wouldn't be in the position that you're in right now, right? Between the two of us, Andrew definitely is the safety conscious one, and he would have helped me out quite a bit if yeah. I listened to him. Yeah. Sorry, Andrew. Sorry, Andrew. And I'm not a very safe person. That's what's scary. <laughs> in this high fence, you're the safety person. But I think I think the reason why, uh, I guess going to the, the next topic of this, like in this, I feel like, Andrew, maybe you were you're trying to bear... Cody's burdens as far as his uncle was, right? was. absolutely I mean like and yet Cody didn't allow you to help him in that yeah, he was being an island yes there thing. you go it's true and so I mean like and there's that's, probably a lesson in there there is a lesson because y'all are going to have to bear my burden now for me yes years later and it's probably going to be a heavy, heavier burden <laughs> because I didn't listen the first time I mean every time you go from the pulpit I feel like our church you know just plummets in the tank but that's fine I mean <laughs> That's not true. Please come. If, Please if come. If Cody's not preaching, I'm going to be preaching. <laughs> you know what? We're going to record you. I'm going to be preaching. It's going to be recording. Record you from your motorized wheelchair. <laughs> if they amputate it, I'm going to be preaching. We got a, what if you got a fake Dr. Waldrop, please don't amputate my ankle. <laughs> don't take my foot. I think he's listening. I don't think so. He's probably, he I'll, sing, I'll forward it to him. Okay. Yeah. So we're, let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about, let's talk about burying one another's burden. Let's talk about... Uh, a sustainable Christian life. I mean, th- this is something that we're actually going to be uh, talking about in Leviticus this week, right? That's right. And uh, really, yet again, going back to our preaching series, I am excited. I do love the fact that we're doing what we're doing, going through the entire scriptures and seeing how God, how Jesus is in each uh, each book, not mm-hmm. just the New Testament, and how we're not to unhitch from the Old Testament. And so really having all that stuff tied together is just amazing each week. But but Pastor, how do we bear one another's burdens and how 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 do we allow others to bear our burdens? Yeah, so it, it's actually a, a command that Paul gives to the church of Galatia. He says yeah. this, he says in uh, chapter 6 verse 2, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. And that's what we're really going to talk about Sunday is how that fulfills the law of Christ, but you know that, that's really a loaded, a loaded phrase. Because if I'm going to bear your burdens, that means I have to be willing to invite your drama into my life. Yeah, I have to be willing to invite your bad days into my good days. Right? I I have to be willing to have my own life troubled by your troubles. Mm. It, that we come in and and we're we're sharing that. But you know, I've been kind of unapologetic lately, probably even more so about just kind of some of the things that I've struggled with over the last few years. Um, Some of them physical, some of them emotional. Um, 
And Megan and I were, were talking about that. And I think for me, that's really what I've come to the realization of is if I don't let people into my mess, and you guys know that that was really a difficult place for me to get to, like that's just, that wasn't, that didn't come naturally to me. If I didn't let people, I honestly don't know where I would be right now. Like, I don't think I would have made it. I yeah. honestly don't. Um, it took you a long time to get to It that took point. me a very long time. It yeah. took me, a, I'm pretty stubborn. It took me much longer than it should have, and it showed immaturity on my part. But I always had this feeling like what people needed out of their pastor was strength. Yeah. And what people needed out of their, their friend was, I, I didn't want to be another person in your life that when you ask them how it's going, they're like, well, let me tell you about all my problems, you yeah. know. Um, but what I realized was, is if I didn't share what a basket case I was with other people, it was literally going to kill my soul. Yeah. And, and so that, that's kind of from the trenches maybe a little bit, but Megan and I have really been talking a lot about just the fact that I don't know that I would have even made it. Like, I don't even know that I would, I would still, still be here. I don't even know that I would, I don't, I don't know exactly what that would have, would have ended up. Um, and, and so I think there's a there's a twofold message in that. On one hand, not only did I do that, do that, but I, I mean, I, both of you guys at different points have received pretty desperate conversations from me during those times, and and you lifted me up and you prayed for me, and you really didn't have any profound wisdom to share except, man, I hate this for you, and I love you, and I'm there for you, um, and at the same time. So, so on one hand, it's having people in your life that you can have those conversations with, and that you're, and that you're able to, and having people that will receive you. And on the other side, it requires a vulnerability of, I'm about to lower my strength in your eyes. I'm about to lower my view of myself, right? I'm, I'm about to, I'm about to have to throw myself out there in ways that are maybe uncomfortable and unnatural because. I've gotten to the place that I really need help. You know, I, I see you doing that a lot more. And I've told you this. I see you doing it a lot more in front of our congregation and just letting down letting down walls and being real because everybody, I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of this too. You know, we're supposed to have our stuff together, right? And we're no better than, than our congregation. We're sinners saved by grace, right? And... When a pastor feels that they can't be real with a congregation, I just don't see I don't see a healthy congregation from that. I mean, I mean we have to be able to bear one of the burdens. Galatians six two. That's exactly what you just said. And so it, it's hard. I know it's hard for a guy. It's hard for for me to tell you what I'm struggling with, like things that. that are hard to talk mm-hmm. about, that, that are difficult to even say, especially to another guy, right? Yeah. Um, but I think as pastors, if I'm, if you're listening to it's this... because we want the other guys to think highly. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, why. We have our stuff together, but we're in, in, inside, we're screaming... I'm <laughs> dying. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I mean, you've, you've actually... I think we've used those actual words together in meetings, right? Yeah. Guys, I want you to know, I'm, I feel like I'm dying inside. Yeah. Like, and, and to be... to get to that place as a staff and get to that place as 
as elders in a church and to be real with one another is unlike anything that I've ever experienced, unlike anything that I've ever been a part of. And so, like, we want we want our, our churches to be able to to be at that place. Not just not just pastors or elders, but congregation and to 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 put your and that's what I've really been been preaching with our students is putting your burdens aside and and, and focusing on others. Like what what are you doing to show others yet again about Christ, but what are you doing to to allow them to know that you actually care and it's not just this fake love, right? You know, I've made a discovery in all of this too, and I think I shared this with our congregation a few weeks ago when I was talking about depression, is that I always felt like my me constant because I don't want to feel like a burden to you, right? Yeah. That's one of the reasons we don't share our burdens. I don't want to feel like a burden to you. I don't want to be that. I don't want to suck energy out of your life. No. But one of the things that I missed when I was trying to portray strength all the time is that the way that people connect to us is through our weaknesses. Yeah. That, that we connect with one another through weakness because we don't... Weakness is what is real. Yeah. Weakness is what is actual. And, and the gospel allows us the freedom to be weak. The gospel... We, yeah. As Christians, we are the one group of people on earth that has acknowledged publicly through baptism, I am weak. I had to have Jesus overcome my sin. Yeah. I had to have Jesus overcome my unfaithfulness. I had to have Jesus's strength to make up the difference. And so we've already acknowledged our weakness in the gospel. And so that enables us as a gospel community to be able to bear one another's burdens in a way that demonstrates what Jesus has done for us. And you know, Andrew, as we were talking about this, I was even thinking about mine and your conversation earlier today Mm -hmm. and the connections in our church and how what we were hoping to see are connections that go even beyond Sunday morning so so how do you think this relates to to that conversation as far as connecting in our church yes yeah, so I think the what really sticks out in my mind is the concept of the family you know we talk about being a, a church family but really I mean who that's who you need to be vulnerable with and that's you know that's who and if we're when we sh- share those things that we're really struggling with um, it really brings us closer as a family and connecting, uh, that, that is how you connect with people. When you share things with them and, and you begin to hold them, kind of, I know jokingly about the uh, road rage stuff, but I mean, that is from situations that you know you genuinely struggle with, man. You share them with your family, you share them with your church family, and that allows you to connect with them on a deeper level, and you have that connection. You know, somebody who's lost a spouse or <laughs> lost a, a baby, um, when they, they realize that, hey, there are other people who have went through this they they sit you know in the same building as me every Sunday, yeah. but I just don't know who they are. I mean, and so connecting with them is going to help them get through whatever season that they're in. That's why that's why we we scream connection a lot is because it's such a big deal. That's right. Yeah, I remember pre pre COVID, uh, Miss Lester going out. Uh, I believe it was during a worship um, one of the you know, worship time and going to uh, a, a mother who had just lost uh, her baby mm. and just hugging and telling her that, that she loved her and that she was praying for her. And like, uh, I mean, uh, and I, that's family. I, I mean, like, yeah. And I, that's, that's, you have an 88, 89 year old lady in our church going and wrapping her arms around a young mom. There's, I mean, what, what else can you, yeah. 
and that's and that's stuff that that um, COVID, this 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 sickness has has tried to take away from uh, the church. And man, I, I feel like the people of the church are standing up and doing all that they can and being the best that they're trying the best that they can to continue that family, uh, continue that atmosphere and that that um, that longing for connection and. I mean, Man, I'm glad you said. It. I, I feel like I feel like what you're saying, John, is so important. And, and me, we have to fight for a connection. Sure. Yeah, we have to fight for it. It doesn't come naturally because what naturally I want to wall off from y'all. Mm-hmm. Naturally, if I if I put out there that I'm struggling with a headache or I'm struggling with whatever. My assumption already is, man, why did I send that? I, I feel like I'm an idiot. You know, I feel like I feel like I've 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 embarrassed myself or or whatever, right? And so 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 burden bearing requires two things. It requires me to trust you that you're not going to take my burden and weaponize it against me, that so that I share it with you and put myself out there. And on the other side, it requires me to be the kind of person that's easy for you to come with your burden to be uh, the kind of person that's approachable with those hardships that you would trust me, that I wouldn't weaponize those things against you. And both of those things work against who we want, who we try to pretend to be. Both of those things work against what comes natural to so many of us to wall ourselves off. And so we have to fight for this. We have to fight and say, I refuse to be disconnected. I'm going to have deep friendships. I'm going to have deep relationships. I'm going to be real with people. And I'm going to be the kind of person that's easy for other people to talk to. I think this is, this is where you know, our older generation really does well at. Uh, yet again, going back to Ms. Lester, going back to our older generation, I mean, like, they're accustomed to where maybe the younger generation is not, some, not the best at it. Uh, I think we can all, um, you know, make that... Uh, Make that claim, and at the same time, like so, now we're we find ourselves. So let's let's shift just a little bit. Now we find ourselves in a place where uh, the younger generation can go and not be as vulnerable in a situation such as COVID, right? Um, where maybe young families are still, but man, we have older we have an older generation that has been inside the house or taking out. You know this. Simple things they've that lost we, their whole way of life. Yeah, simple things yeah. that we take for granted, like going to a grocery store or just going out in public. Like they now have to shelter, almost shelter in place. Yeah, I deliver a DVD to a shut-in every Monday, and I don't know if I'm besides her daughter, I may be the only contact that she sees throughout the week. And I just take that. I take that for granted. So, like, what conversations am I having with her to? Long for that connection. That's right. Right? Yeah. So I, I visited my uncle just this, uh, a few days ago. I was the only one he trusted for me to come and uh, help him out with something around the house. I mean, like, it's just, it's one of those things where we're, we're, we don't need to take connection and longing for connection granted, especially uh, with our older generation. That's right. Um, so, I mean. They need us right now. Yeah. I mean, like, they've done so much. They've done so much for us. I know they've done so much for our church. And it's so easy. It's so easy to get so wrapped up in our own lives and our own busyness yes. that we neglect. And that's another one of those ways where we can fight for a connection. Mm-hmm. Galatians 6, 2. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. That's right. We, we, have, we have a command. We have, we have something that is from Galatians that has told us what to do. And 
we gotta we gotta keep at it and come, come Sunday morning to see what yeah. how it is oh, that it yeah. fulfills the law of Christ. Yeah, I know this is this is gonna be broadcast out on Thursday, uh, but man, Sunday morning, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. So that's awesome. That's amazing. That's good. I'm I'm that <laughs> was really good. Stuff. Uh, but so now, uh, well, let's let's make it let's make a hard shift. Right? Hard shift. Hard yeah. shift. Pivot. Second. Second hard year. shift. This is the part of the show where Andrew comes out and gives us culture with Andrew. Thank so, you. those of you that if you've ever traveled with me, I may geek out a little bit <laughs> on uh, like travel apps, like uh, food apps. You know, I'm, I'm trip, excited about this. I don't know anything Yelp, about this. TripAdvisor, all those kind of things. But I came across something, and if you travel a lot for work, like you're like, oh, I knew this like 15 years ago, and that's fine. That's totally cool. I don't get to travel a ton, so I only found this out about three or four years ago. But like, so if you've ever rented a car, a lot of times you go in, you rent the car, do your thing, and it's like these unbearable long lines. That's mm-hmm. like, please, Lord, like just at the airport. At the airport yeah. specifically. Um, but I think it was last. I think no, it was two, two, maybe two or three summers ago. Uh, I've always been a big fan of Hertz. They're not always the cheapest, but they seem to be pretty straightforward, yeah. like cl- cleanliness, and just I've never been. Uh, um, falsely accused of an accident enterprise. <clears throat> um, not bitter about that at all. Um, but anyway, uh, anyway, so you can actually download their app. So whether it's Budget, Avis, Hertz, whatever, and you become like this gold member or this preferred member or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and like, to the, if you're just hearing that, you think, oh, well, I wonder how much that costs. You know, I can't. I can never be a gold member. I must have to rent all the time. The reality is, it's free, and you skip the lines. <laughs> and so. <laughs> Uh, the, the way it happened was several years ago. We we um, we were in uh, Boston, and I downloaded the Hertz app, and literally like, or no, I'm sorry, I went to the. We were getting our car, and and we were waiting this terrible line. I heard, I saw people coming up, just getting in cars and going. Like they were just walking up, looking at a car, taking the key out and driving off. And I'm sitting here like waiting for this person to try to find their ID. I mean, like that's it's like wait, really? We're at airport. So I downloaded the app on the spot, reserved it, walked outside, got in the car, and before like we had even made it through the line, point in case, Cody and I get to the uh, budget place in, in um, Denver. When you and we walk in, you feel like the boss. We walked in in the line, like the and I was like, because they stopped somewhere, and I, I honestly didn't hear what the guy said. He said something, but he was kind of had a pretty thick accent. Yeah, he did. And so, I, so we, I don't know what he said, but we kept, and it was stopped at a little like two-room hut-looking thing, honestly. And so then we went on to the thing. And we get there, man. Kind there was like, like a toll booth. Yeah, it was kind of like a toll booth. And there was like 60 people in line in front of us. And it's not moving. I'm thinking, you know, I downloaded this app. I said, I wonder if, I wonder what that was. I wonder if that was the, like, preferred. So I walked over there, and sure enough, it was the preferred line. And I texted the guys, like, come on now, we're leaving. <laughs> and we got in our car. We did, man. And we were out in, like, five minutes. So We thought we were going to be in a Lincoln Continental, by the way. <laughs> it was so scary. We like, thought we were going to Lincoln I met the line, and, and we had got this, like, you know, four-door like, edge or something was what we were supposed to get. And um, and, and he, soon as I, he, as soon as I check in, the guy goes, yeah, you guys, you guys bring that uh that Lincoln Continental around. <laughs> we thought we were like, gonna be traveling through all. We get a Lincoln like, Continental. What Lincoln Continental? But then it was something different. But uh, and surprisingly, they did not rail me on prices. So, okay. Um, I was really worried because they charged my car like three times. <laughs> so <laughs> let the let so so that was to circle back. Not, be sure that you register for these free programs. Yeah, download the her, like, whatever. Perks. If you if like we do the Hilton Honors program, like you get the keyless too. entry. You don't have to just walk right past the front desk. You say, hey, look, I'm checking in. And it's little stuff like that, man. And it's like, 
Does it read your phone? Yeah, you, you take your it phone and you really stick it in awesome. the door and it really pops yeah, it up. that is awesome. Yeah. yeah. So any anywhere you're staying, check check and see if they've got apps. It was very nice traveling with a man of culture. I'll yeah. say that. It's a big very deal. nice. Yep. That is fantastic. And I can all I can do is search Southwest flights every day, just to so see where I can find. Pretty, 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 <laughs> so where can I go for fifty dollars? Pretty cheap. I'm, uh, you know, I said it say. Download the app. A lot of times you get free breakfast in places and yeah. that normally would charge you twelve bucks and you know I never stay the place that don't give free breakfast. <laughs> See that's the difference in culture and not culture. That, <laughs> that, 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 you say what you want, that world is changing. It is really like, it yep. is changing. I'm bummed out about that. That world is that uh, it's almost getting no more. <sighs> I'm bummed out now. But, uh, but if I have the app, then maybe I'll get free breakfast. Maybe so. Let me bear that burden for you. This was it. Buy that breakfast for you. Oh yeah. Go ahead and have Red Rage. One of Red Rage, one of good time. <laughs> Wow. I need some coffee. Thank you all so much for listening to uh, Mass Chaos. And uh, we, we've had fun. It's a long day today. We've had fun. So uh, I'm going to get working on this and we're going to get it out ASAP. Not today. Wednesday. Even though it's had Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday was a long day for both of us. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. Until next time, Lucent. <laughs> <laughs>